It's been one hell of a ride for Oakley, and we're joined now by their captain, Tyson Holmes. Tyson, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, Tyson, I mean, take us through the last couple of weeks. I mean, you know, into the quarterfinals of the Australia Cup, now into finals. I mean, it's been game after game, short turnarounds. It must feel strange to have a full week now to prepare. Yeah, it does. We were actually saying the other day, it feels like we haven't actually trained in a very long time now. It's pretty much been game, recover, game, recover for quite a while now. Um, you know, it's it's great for the club and great for the team. Um, you know, we want to be involved in as many competitions as possible. Um, but it's also, yeah, it has sort of taken its toll as well on the squad a little bit because we've had a few injuries and things like that. And also boys being cup-tied doesn't help. Mm. Um, so we've really had to try and dig in with what players we have at the moment. Well, particularly, you know, particularly you know, injuries are one thing, cup ties are another thing. But when you have to merge them all together, like you guys did in the Australia Cup, you guys really were the uh, the wounded warriors. And it, it doesn't help when you uh, end up going to extra time as well and playing an extra thirty minutes of football on top of what you guys did. Take us through uh, your experience of that game out there on the park because that was just an absolutely crazy fixture against Brisbane City. I remember speaking to Chris Taylor beforehand, and he was like, "Oh." If we can just scrape through, that would be a good result. I'm not sure he quite expected to scrape through like that. Yeah, look, it was just one of those crazy cup games. We knew Brisbane City were going to be really up for it. Um, You know, they'd be excited, have their tails up to come to Melbourne and and play against a team like ours. Um, But, you know, how we had to set up, we had our leading goal scorer, Wade Decker, at left back. We had Big Nick up top, who I think I heard the commentators say had played a total of 68 minutes all year. Um. So, look, it was we started really well. Obviously, credit to Brisbane City. They kind of always kept within arm's length, though, and managed to um, to get that late equaliser to send in extra time. But we just had to reset at that point and, um, and just refocus and, and sort of believe in what we do. And I think we got our just rewards in extra time. But like you said, look, it, it wasn't ideal having to play that extra half an hour. We definitely didn't need it. Just on Nick. Tyson, I mean, 68 minutes all season heading into last week. I mean, it's easy when you're not playing and you can kind of get your head down and in those moments where you're just not seeing much of uh, the pitch and then to take your opportunity like he did, I guess, how encouraging is it that someone like Nick can just flick a switch in a game like that, come up big? It looked like he could have easily scored. I mean, he had a penalty save, but even beyond that, he could have easily scored four or five goals. I mean, just a, a comment on him and his character and just how he's been able to stay ready and be prepared for a moment like that. Yeah, look, Nick has honestly been phenomenal all year. You know, he, he, I know for a fact he would be disappointed in, I guess, his lack of minutes. Um, that was his first start for the team. Um, but around the club, around the change rooms, he rocks up every training session. He, he has a smile on his face. He brings a lot of hype and joy to the team and the squad. And he's just there basically for the boys. Um, he's been waiting for that moment for quite some time now and, it was just really good that um, that a lot of his hard work, like he stays back after training and works on finishing and things like that all the time. Um, so I think that kind of came to fruition. That was kind of his moment. Um, you know, he's been waiting for that. And it was, it was really good to see him get a couple of goals and, and all the boys get around him a bit and sort of give back to, um, you know, because he's had to sit there in the wings and pretty much watch us most of the year. So he's just been awesome um, for the character of the group. And, um, yeah, it was good to... Yeah, good to see him get off the mark and, and get some reward for his efforts. Yeah, it was, as you said, just for a just reward. Because it, the important thing to remember in that game as well is obviously, yes, you, you, you know, it's an NPL opponent against another NPL opponent, which is nothing new for you guys. But 
you know, he was coming up against someone in, in Daniel Bowles who, like, is yep. not that long ago an A-League defender. He's not, you know, a, an old A-League defender. He's he's 30 now. And honestly, Nick, a, a lot of times throughout that game, uh, I thought made him look second rate with the amount of amount of work he was putting in to, to lead the line. Yeah, definitely. And one thing with Nick is his hold-up play is uh, is awesome. He's so strong. Like, mm. at training, you cannot get the ball off him. Um one thing, obviously, he probably lacked it late in the game was was match fitness, but you know that that's quite understandable. But um, during the game, he was he was attracting two, three defenders, holding the ball off, and then laying it off for the likes of you know Joe Guest and Chris Lucas and the other attackers. So what he was doing is actually drawing a lot of attention because of his size and his strength, and then it was actually bringing other players into play. And I think you saw that even in Guesty's performance. Um, it allowed him to to be a lot more free, um, get on the ball, score some goals, create goals. So um, it, it was just an all around great performance, I think, from um, from a lot of the players. Well, I'm I'm glad you brought him up because that's exactly where I was was going to to head to next. Uh, Nick got the the first two, and then Joe was in, involved in either scoring or creating all of all of the rest in that game. I mean, how much do you? enjoy working in that sort of midfield trio that usually is yourself, uh, Oliver and, and Joe, you know, knowing Joe's that sort of uh, creative presence that you've, you've got further ahead. That, that sounds like it's a, it's a really fun midfield to, to play in. And, uh, and not only that, it's a midfield that, you know, when it's, when it's ticking along, it's, it's probably the best in the competition. Yeah, look, I, I love playing in there with, with those two. Um, you know, I came to the club, I think, back in 2020 would have been my first year and um, and Joe had just come had come off winning the gold medal and I'd won it the year before. So I, I was just really looking forward to actually playing with him. Um, and then from that, those come out of really kind of nowhere is Ollie. Ollie's a bit of an unsung hero of mm. that midfield. Uh, he's, he's young. He covers a lot of ground. He makes a lot of... Um, a lot of interceptions, a lot of break-up play tackles and allows um, yeah, allows me to get on the ball. And then obviously my job is to feed it forward and, and get the likes of Joe Guest, Joe Knowles, Lucas Decker and those sorts of players on the ball. Um, but yeah, look, I guess he's one of those, he's one of those impact players that um, you can kind of blink in a game and you can put the game to bed. He's extremely explosive and he does a lot of damage um, in the front third, in particular with like his, his second-man run. So I guess having me and Ollie behind him as well gives him the freedom to really take off and kind of gamble a bit as well um, because, yeah, and then it's mine and Ollie's job to sort of sit there and, and control things and, um, and yeah, kind of protect him as, in a way. Tyson, looking ahead to this weekend, I mean, Heidelberg is, is on the horizon. It's a team that you probably haven't had as much luck with against at least in the league sense this year. Um, what are you expecting from them? Because they've had a bit of an up-and-down season as well. They've kind of scraped in on the final day. Um, but obviously coming to your home deck, as we spoke about, you get a full week to prepare for this game. What sort of game are you expecting from them when they come to town this weekend? Yeah, look, I've, I've come up against Heidelberg quite a lot in finals over the years. And um, I know what obviously Kasakis is all about. Um, you know, he they'll, they'll be up for it. Um, they'll be extremely physical, extremely vocal, really in your face kind of team. Um, and as you said, they're the only team this year so far, I believe, that have done the double over us, I think. Um, so yeah, look, they'll have their tails up about that. And, um, you know, they've got a lot of good players as well. Um, yeah, Katza, you know, he, um, especially comes final times, Heidelberg are always there, thereabouts. So, um, you know, they're, they're going to, to bring a lot of physicality to the game and a, and a lot of, um, aggression and attack. And, uh, yeah, we've just got to be ready for that and, um, and play to our strengths. 
and we've we've sort of seen since Heidelberg had their Australia Cup commitments of their own, obviously not progressing as far as as you guys have, but it has seemed like in the past couple of weeks that that fixture against an A-League opposition really did take quite a lot out of them physically. You know, obviously they got the win against the Eastern Lions, but previous to that they'd been struggling a little bit. Does it make it your challenge this week and your task a little bit easier knowing that you're coming up against a, a squad that to an extent have also had those sort of same physical challenges and f- physical battles to contend with towards the pointy end of the season as opposed to another team who maybe haven't been quite as deep in, in the cup as you guys have? Yeah, well, look, in, I think in all honesty, out of the top six, I think the only two that haven't had a cup run is the two top two teams, mm. Port and and mm. South. And I, I think you can probably see that as well in their in their squads at the moment. You know, they've got full squads to um to pick from. Um, everyone seems fit and healthy, and they're firing. And and um, you know, that's um, you know, that, that's great for them. But the other clubs, obviously, um, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. You know, we've had cup runs and uh, dealing with those extra games, which they do take their toll, uh, definitely. Um. But, you know, I think some teams now, now the Gully's out, Heidelberg's out, Bentley's out. Um, you know, I think some of those teams in the last week or two, I think you've seen their performances probably improve as well without that mm. midweek fixture. Um, so, look, it definitely plays a part. Obviously, the good thing is for us is we don't have that this week, um, which is, I think, the first time in a while. We, we're not going to be doubling up, which is nice. Um, but then, obviously, then we've got to back it up on the Wednesday and, and play Sydney FC, which... You know, isn't going to be a, an, an easy game either. Well, how are you feeling about that fixture in in the context of everything else that um, that is going on? Because we've seen, you know, particularly Heidelberg is one example, but Avondale, obviously, the more recent taking Brisbane to to penalties. Brisbane, sorry, Bentley, obviously, and Sydney had a very close encounter in in the previous round. How are you feeling about the the prospect of of taking on Sydney? Because obviously. I can only imagine as a player managing all these different commitments. You must be caught because on the one hand, you guys want to go all the way in the finals, want to give yourself the best chance. But on the other, to host an A-League team, to give yourself the chance of knocking off uh, someone like a a Sydney FC and progressing to, I believe, the the semis for the first time in in Oakley's history would also be a massive achievement. So how, how are you feeling about that? Well, look, I, I think a big part in it depends on what um, what happens Friday night against Heidelberg. Obviously, mm. if we beat Heidelberg, well, then we've got to actually think about and focus a bit on on the following week, which would be obviously Port Melbourne away. Um, so that comes into part. Obviously, if we don't get the result against Heidelberg, well, then you basically throw everything you've got into Sydney FC anyway on the Wednesday. Um, as I said before, the issue for us in those cup games is we've got guys like Barcia and Losty who we brought in mid-season. They're cup-tied. Mm. So our squad depth on the Wednesday becomes very thin. I think against Brisbane City, the 11 players we had out there were the only senior players we put in our squad. The rest was all under 20s and a lot of those boys that have never even debuted for the senior team before. So, look, I think I I did watch them against Bentley. I thought Bentley were very good against them. Um, For more reports as well, they, um, you know, probably felt a bit unlucky unlucky and and probably rightly so. But, you know, they took them all the way. and I think you saw that as well, Avondale against Brisbane Raw. I didn't get to watch that game, but I saw Charlie Austin's interview and he said that Avondale were probably the better team and those sort of things. So, you know, there's there's um, you know, there, there's a lot of opportunity there for players, especially our young playing group. Um, the issue is, is they're signing players at the moment. I know they've signed Jack Rodwell, I think another visa from Nottingham Forest. Um, 
whereas you know we're towing players along at the moment so look it'll be, it'll be a great night for the club but either way um what happens but um yeah we'll just give it our best shot and see how we go just in terms of personnel, Tyson, I saw Oscar was warming up on Wednesday at least to go going through his run-throughs. Is there any hope that maybe you could get someone like Oscar Dillon back? Because at least that does help, you know, at least from a defensive sense, but just getting some some players on the park and, you know, maybe Wade doesn't have to fill in at left back as often and maybe he can get further up the pitch. Are, are you hoping to get Oscar and maybe some more players back? Yeah, look, hopefully we can get Oscar. I'm not exactly sure um, where he's at, but look, Oscar's, Oscar's mass is massive for us he's just a calming presence in that back line um and I, th- I think we've missed him in the last few weeks definitely back there um look he's he's trying his hardest to get back but whether he whether he gets there or not I'm, I'm not sure um because he, he tore his hammy really bad last year um and then this year definitely wasn't as bad as last year's but um but yeah he's trying to go through his paces and hopefully we can we can maybe see him in the in the near future, but in terms of other players, um, I don't believe that there's anyone else that we're actually even a possibility of, of getting back. Um, so I think it's just all on Oscar at the moment, um, whether he can make it or not, which yeah, not sure about. What's What's been the secret for, you know, for a manager like Chris and, and for a leader like yourself, someone as experienced as you are, what's been the, the secret to holding this group of players together throughout the season? Because when players, and not just any players, important players, players that you really care about, you know, friends as well as teammates, are dropping in the way they are. And with such severe injuries too, it would be very easy to to drop your heads, um, lose confidence, that sort of thing. How have you sort of managed that within the, 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 the playing squad and, and sort of stopped them from unbundling themselves? Yeah, look, it's been... It's been quite tough from that um, from that um, side of things this year. Like we have a really cr- close group. Um, there's no egos in the training rooms. We all get along. It's always great in there. So, you know, we've been unfortunate. Like, we've we've had some pretty tough um, tough things to see this year. Like Matt Thurtell having to stand in front of the group and tell them that he just he can't run anymore. Um, we had Jacob Aliopoulos do his ACL. Um, and then unfortunately, three days later, his uncle passed away. And then a couple of days after that, then his father passed away all in six days or something. Um, so that was that was extremely challenging for the group. Um, you know, we all went to his father's funeral and we just tried to be there for Jakey as much as possible away from the field because those sorts of things, football comes irrelevant. Um, but what it's done is, is really galvanised the group together. Uh, we've got each other's back. Um, you know, we've got even guys like Hamish... Um, mm-hmm. Hamish Miller, he's gone for the season as well and he's been out for quite some time. So, you know, we just all stick together um, and try and, you know, I guess some of us more experienced boys just try and lead by example, um, always doing the right things recovery-wise, treatment-wise, getting out in the park and training and just trying to um, just trying to work through, you know, at this, time, at this stage of the year, everyone's running at about 60 70%. No one's feeling 100%. Um, but you've just got to basically... Um, just get yourself out, get your bodies out in the field and um, and just have a go. And, and that's what it's all about at this time of year. And and look, it, it's it's a it's a credit to, to the group of players that you guys, in the context of all of that, have been able to still continue to, to get results towards this back end of the season. And, you know, obviously not getting the top two finish, but still finishing third. Um, what, what would it mean, given all the, the different challenges you guys have gone through over the course of this season, how much football 
you have played, what would it mean to be able to potentially get to that? Obviously, you don't want to think about it just yet, but get to that grand final and, and hoist it and be able to, you know, bring those um, those wounded warriors who, you know, can come in their, in their suits or their playing tracksuit or whatever and, and potentially lift some silverware. Look, it, it would be massive for the club. At the start of the year, that was, you know, that was one of the things that we penciled in that we wanted most. Um, obviously, on the flip side, it's a cliche, but we've been a victim of our own success this year. Um, I think us and Bentley have played, or probably us now that we played Brisbane City the other night, I'm not sure, but we probably played more games than any other team. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you've said, we... We continue to to perform and and play all these games while still staying top two. You know, we end up slipping out of the top two, the second last round of the season after being there the whole year. Um, so look, it, it's just been a massive year for the club, um, for the playing group, and um, and look, if, if we could, yeah, lift that trophy, it would just be it would be awesome for for not only the the players that were out there, but as as I've mentioned, the you know the boys that have been um, that have been wounded this year had their seasons ended and that sort of thing. Like, and that's what I say to players at the moment. Like, even if you're sixty or seventy percent fit, at least you're at least you're in a position where you can go out there and play. We've got boys at the moment that don't have a choice that sit there and watch us every game, and could imagine how they'd be feeling. So, um, you know, we're in a position now where we we've got an opportunity. Um, we've made the final, so that was that's the first thing you've got to do to actually compete for, for the grand final. So. Um, yeah, look, it, it's up to us now. We've just got to reset and just, um, yeah, play some finals football. Well, Tyson, good luck for Friday. Good luck for next Wednesday as well. It's a, it's a massive week for the club. It's an exciting week for the club. Um, you know, hopefully there's more Oakley football to come beyond the next week or so. But, uh, yeah, good, good luck again. Good luck to yourself and all the teammates. Should be a great game. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. And hopefully there'll be a, you know, a few people come out Friday night and um, see a good game of football.